Oh, it's a great time of year because here come the ballots. Scott Ritchie, our basketball beat writer, has Illinois checking in where in the Big Ten? Number one. And where nationally? Number five. Oh, that's a lot of good news this early in the season. Richie will explain it in this week's podcast, Inside Illini Basketball. Plus, he'll touch on some recruiting. Come back after these messages. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money Radio Show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. Pia Sports Bar and Grill presents Inside Illini Basketball. Pia Sports Bar is the number one Illini sports enthusiast bar in Champaign, hosting bus shuttles to all Illini basketball home games, serving up the best wings, beers, never-ending nachos, and mouth-watering burgers. Come visit Pia Sports Bar and Grill and try our famous Grand Slam burger while watching your favorite game. Pia Sports Bar and Grill is located at 1609 West Springfield Avenue in Champaign. Come be a part of the party at Pia's. All good Monday morning. I'm going to talk real quick because Scott Ritchie has so much to talk about this week. We only have 30 minutes. Go. How about that for an introduction, Scott Ritchie? I mean, it didn't, only, really, it didn't set me up to go anywhere in particular, but I'm ready. I'm only half kidding because we really have so much to talk about from AP Top 25s to Big Ten preseason ballots to Media Day to to NIL to your misguided list that was in Sunday's paper to a football win to a volleyball upset of a number four team to a soccer win. Where, where do you want to start, Richie? I mean, since this is inside Illini basket, basketball. Oh, here we go Basketball. Again. Here we go. Maybe we should start with basketball. Wow. I'm Jim Rosso, Vice President of News at the News Gazette, beat writer when Illinois was really good. For Richie, one year. Richie now making that same claim, rightfully so. I uh, hope you picked up your Sunday News Gazette. It included about two days' worth of reading on college basketball. We'll go over that at some point, his list of top 100 players. You let me down. You put Kofi number three in the country. I thought you said you were going to put him number one. No, I never said that. You all. lied to me, Scott Ritchie. Uh, let's get the playback from last week's podcast. It's, where It's broken. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Ed Bond uh, tells me. Yeah. Erased. Our listeners who you know probably downloaded the podcast and listened to it already will remember that you said that, and I never committed myself to it. Excellent stuff. Uh, the UCLA kid, number one, is what Richie went with. Drew Timmy, number two. I say the U- UCLA kid because I'm... Johnny, Johnny Juzang. Johnny Juzang. Okay. All right. I, I kind of I, I almost agree with you on that one, Richie. Anyway, there's 100 players listed in your print editions now available online if you want to surf through that. A lot of Big Ten players. Catch any flack for that yet? No. Although there's still plenty of time, and as more people discover it, and if those people are on Twitter, I'm sure they'll have opinions. You are my only beef comes at number seven. Your infatuation with Marcus Carr continues to bamboozle me. 
because he's what a good heck? basketball player. Like just because you know seven, just because Minnesota was terrible last year doesn't mean that he was bad. And like I could just see Chris Beard just giving him the green light. Now it'll be interesting to see. He doesn't have to do everything now because Texas has you know like a real team around him. Um, good at basketball. Andre Corbello checking in at number fifteen. Where would Trent Frazier wind up? Um, it's a good question. I, Somewhere on this list. He's I saw on the him. list. I don't remember the exact number. 88. He's the 88th best player in college basketball, according to our very own Scott Ritchie. And I can see where like people would like take offense at that, but if you, th- if you really want to think about it, there are 358 Division One teams now because – um, St. Thomas, the other school uh, in the St. Paul. Well, I guess it's in, it's in St. Paul. Uh, but it is moving from D3 to D1 this year. Okay. 358. On That's 13 scholarship players per roster. And this year there's a few more. Illinois actually has 15 scholarship players because of the super seniors. So there are, you know, I'm bad at math and can't do that in my head. Eureka. But there's thousands of college basketball players. Trent Frazier's in the top 100. Is there another team on that list with three in the uh, top 88? Probably. Yeah. Right. Um, UCLA, he's got three in the top 51, I noticed. Yeah, they're pretty good. Um, Kentucky, I think, has three in the top yeah. 100. Okay. Gonzaga probably has. Probably. Gonzaga has three. Drew Timmy, Chad Holmgren, Andrew Nimrod. Um, Looks like Michigan has three. You got a third Purdue guy on there. Jaden Ivey, 16. Jaden Ivey, Trevian Williams, Trevian and then Williams, I snuck, eight. I snuck somehow Zach. behind Marcus Carr. Yeah. I snuck Zach Eady in there at the end, so three for Purdue as well. Well, I here's you made 100 picks. You got 64 of them right, according to my. That's my honestly review. a better percentage than I expected to get from you, so I'll take it. All right. Good job. This week, top 100 teams. Uh, which will be just as fun a read. And here's how it's going to line up. You can get a read of how Scott Ritchie will vote in his AP Top 25. That ballot's due early next week by picking up your Sunday News Gazette because the top 25 teams in your list of 100 will be your AP Top 25 ballot. True or false? True, because I've got to have the top 100 teams done you know, roughly Thursday morning. Um and my ballot for the AP preseason top 25 is not due till October 14th, but I'm not going to be changing things in between there. And I have a feeling that I might be one of, like, the only voters in the country that does not have Gonzaga at number one. Hmm. And the top 100 teams at one and two might look an awful lot like my top 100 players right. at one and two. Bruins. You're making a lot of a strong tournament run, Scott Ritchie, with the UCLA Bruins, who are ordinary, maybe, heading into the tournament. Yeah, but then they were really good. For a few games. Well, they they were in the first four, so they played more games than anybody. I said a few. And then the key factor is they returned everybody from that team that was in the rotation. And they added a really interesting five-star freshman in Peyton Watson. So, All right. You know, I'm just trying to be ahead of the curve when UCLA is looking really good. We're, you're getting an inside look at the murky mind of Scott Ritchie. Occasionally, it works, it, it, it works different than other people. Anyway, yeah, top 100 
coming up. Looking forward to it. Uh, you, you had Illinois fairly high up when we last talked about these type things. Is Illinois still fairly high up? Yes. Well, give me an idea where. Well, right now. and Monday. There, there could be some tweaking between Monday and Thursday, but 11, I doubt it. Uh, Illinois number five. And that's that's higher than a lot of the other I mean, more national college basketball writers who you know, have Illinois in their, in their preseason rankings. Like 14, 15, 16, sort of around that range. Um, I have them at five. All right. Kofi Coburn coming back made a huge difference. And they've got not only, you know, maybe some depth, but like experience depth. You know, Alfonso Plummer, you know, is a veteran guy that played in the Pac twelve, so he he knows high level basketball. And he's gonna be a, I think a key player for Illinois this season. You know, Omar Payne <laughs> didn't play a ton at Florida, but he played at Florida in the SEC and that's tough. And you know, there's just some interesting pieces around Kofi Coburn around Andre Corbello around Trent Frazier. All right, you got to see him in person on Friday at State Farm Center during Media Day. That kind of makes a difference sometimes, doesn't it? You get to see actually how big Kofi got, how bigger he got in the off season. He's, I mean, still big. I mean, I think you know the the difference that you just don't see standing next to him, at least from talking with you know, Brad Underwood and. You know, some other people just like his conditioning is really good, and like that was a focus you know, he made during his pre-draft process was to get his conditioning on point, and you know he's followed through. You know, since he returned to, to Illinois, working with Adam Fletcher, of course, and yeah, Kofi's still a big human that very few other basketball players, you know, maybe have the physical wherewithal to slow down. All right, give me your other physical observations. Kofi's not the tallest player on the Illinois roster. You know, both he and Brandon Lieb are listed at seven foot. Brandon Lieb is taller. I mean, I don't know what that might mean, if anything, at all, for the season, but just stuck out to me that Brandon Lieb, I think, has grown. So I, I doubt Kofi has shrunk already. Um, Omar Payne, I use all the big guys because they're, I mean, all taller than I am, but Omar Payne looks the part of a high major high level college basketball player at six ten and just super long arms. I mean he's got like a seven five, seven six wingspan and uh it's noticeable. You know, Coleman Hawkins put on twenty five pounds, looks I mean he looks bigger, which is gonna be handy because there were times, you know, especially in in the post when he was trying to rebound that he got, you know, out muscled a little bit as a true freshman. And I expect that to change a little bit this year. Um, and then I don't know, just that's probably the, the the real observations. I'd like to see them like in mo- in motion and, and playing. That's right. the next step. Back in the day, practice was always wide open for reporters like Lauren Tate to snoop about, not to tell anybody about what he saw. That doesn't happen anymore. Someone tells somebody about what they saw somehow. Yeah, and in that game of telephone. You know, when you get it third hand, it may or may not be factually accurate anymore. All right, practice underway. Uh, preseason not too far away. Um, you'll get to see a photo gallery that Robin Scholes uh, took. That was great to see that we're back doing that, where the players get to show a little of their personality for the News Gazette. We'll use those pictures throughout the year, hopefully uh, maybe for special sections like 
a Big Ten Tournament Championship special section, maybe a Final Four special section. Didn't happen last year because of Loyola, of course. Sure. I heard that was brought up and will continue to be brought up. Well, not so much anymore. You know, Brad Underwood finally watched the game again for the first time, like right before you know, practices officially started last week and talked about it a lot with his team on their first official day of practice on Friday, and then you know, he was like, that's going to be it. They have put that one to bed, put that behind them, will not discuss it anymore. But they did, so you know, there would be the reminder. It was like, hey, guys, remember what happened? In March, how much it sucked. Use that as motivation. Who was the biggest personality Friday? I mean, there's lots of big ones on the team, but like Coleman Hawkins just was very happy to be there. And, you know, he enjoyed his uh, photo shoot with Robin, um, asked her to take some extra photos of him as well. Um, so, yeah, he was, he was just very excited. Yeah, excited about what his role could be you know, this season as well. Just when I was talking with him, so yeah, that was that was fun to watch. And you know, he was like one of those guys on the bench last year as they had to generate their own energy. Like he he was one that that you know got his team kind of riled up on occasion. So maybe not a surprise, but yeah, he was certainly the the higher energy on on media day. Great to see. All right, so this week Richie, who is a hand in all sorts of ballots and lists has to submit his preseason Big Ten ballot. Now, I know the Big Ten gets a little, uh, a little uncomfortable when asking to go 1 through 14 on teams, so they won't do that, right? They don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I suppose, yeah. Come on, who do you have at number 14? That's what I want to At number 14? Come on, Northwestern? No, uh, it's Minnesota. Is it? All right. Yeah, I mean, new coach right. Sorry, and... Sorry, Gophers. Well, without Marcus Carr, how are, how are they to operate? Exactly. And, you know, Gabe Kalsher also transferred out. Um, mostly is like, I mean, I recognize a couple of the guys on the Minnesota roster because I cover college basketball for a living. But like, if you're just a, even a, a little more than casual Big Ten fan, you're not gonna know any of these dudes, and I think that's a problem. So, uh, kind of a tough start there for new coach Ben Johnson. But yeah, they were, um, they were 14, and that was not a, a tough decision. All right, so let's go to the top of the list that you're about to turn in. Oh, it's turned it, and I had to. Okay. Well, Friday was the deadline. Spill the beans, bro. At the, at the top of the yeah, list? Yeah, I need I need my top five teams from Scott Ritchie because you're usually kind of right as as your football prediction record shows. My perfect football prediction mm. record? Okay, so number one, Illinois. Like, if I have them number five in the country, that's right. going to be number one okay. in the Big Ten. Number two, okay. Purdue. All right. I'm with you. Okay. Number three? Michigan. Still with you. Number four, it's Ohio State. There's where you're wrong. But. Okay, and then I think at number five, where I had Indiana, is what you wanted at number four, yeah. is my is mm-hmm. my guess. Mm-hmm. And I think I'll be a little higher on Indiana than maybe some of the other voters. Uh, it's two voters per Big Ten team, so there's 28 of us that, that do this. Who's the other Big Ten voter? Do you know? For Illinois? Yeah. Uh, Jeremy Warner. Okay. And, like, we've both done it the, the last several years. Okay. Um, Good choice. Yep, absolutely. So, Indiana, five. And I think there'll be some, you know, Maryland will probably get some votes nope. a little higher than I have them. But then that's 
it's kind of the cutoff. I mean, really, the cutoff is like maybe Illinois, Purdue, Michigan, a hard line, Ohio State, maybe has a tear to themselves right now, and then agree, Indiana, Maryland, Michigan State, kind agree, of be in that that next that next level. Indiana's got a weird kind of uh, vibe going on. I sense they had Hoosier hysteria over the weekend. Uh, Isaiah Thomas came back, so the coaching move, while initially kind of a, a head shaker, might be working out. Well, and I was one of those people that was like, Indiana just hired Mike Woodson, like the same Mike Woodson that's been in the NBA forever, Mike Woodson, and I, I just didn't understand it necessarily. But, I I mean, he's made some moves that have helped that team get better. I mean, he I mean, the first one was talking Trace Jackson Davis into coming back, mm-hmm. and that, was, that happened really quickly and was pretty important. Uh, he... Also talked some guys out of transferring that were in the portal. Um, you know, Christian Lander, I know, was, was one of them. And I think he's still, they have designs on him to be the point guard of the future. He was just in a rough spot last year because he, you know, he reclassified up. So he was super young, trying to run the point in the, in the Big Ten in a year where the Big Ten was like the best conference in the country. That's tough. But you know, got a really interesting you know, recruit in Tamar Bates. Um you know, kind of a high four-star you know prospect there to play on the wing. Um, got Miller Cop, the transfer from from Northwestern, who has just been solid. Like I don't think he's like outstanding at any one thing, but he's just a a good Big Ten basketball player. So they, they've got some pieces around Trace Jackson Davis now that make a little more sense. So. I think the Hoosiers could be okay. All right, Brad Underwood going to be at the Esquire. If you're listening to this thing early, get over there at 5 p.m. today. Throw back a couple ice-cold ones. I still miss my free peanuts at the Esquire. That's a that's a casualty of the pandemic. Can't be reaching into that bowl anymore and grabbing a handful of them. I mean, yeah, probably Dang better it. safe than sorry. Dang it. Can you, can you bring your own peanuts? I don't know, maybe. But they can't have. They don't have workers to clean up anymore. That's the problem. Like the cases at many restaurants, they're understaffed. Yeah, where people were dumping their peanut shells on the floor. That's what I'm trying to say. Anyway, uh, Underwood will be there at 5 p.m. for the uh, uh, sports writers show. Now in year 15, Ed Bond's going to be there. 15-ish, more than actually 2001, I do believe, is when it started. Wow. All right, so we're this might be the 20-year anniversary of the Monday Night Show. Ed Bond's going to have to look that up. Anyway, uh, your other Big Ten ballot uh, includes players. Correct me if I'm yeah, wrong. Yeah, it's uh, a preseason All-Big Ten team. Let's hear it. Of five players. Um, and, you know, when the, like, say the AP, like, asks for your preseason All-American team, which I also have to do, um, they're, like, try to come up with, like, five guys that could realistically play at the same time sure. to have a team aspect to it um it's tough in the big 10 so you know you got a guy like ej Ledeau who's gonna be playing the two for me <laughs> a lot of it's just it comes to a point where they're like the big men in the big 10 are just they're better than everybody else <laughs> what do you got to run the point hunter dickinson no i got a real okay. point guard <laughs> okay we'll get to him he, him last but so my preseason all big 10 team kofi coburn obviously ej okay. liddell again running the two for me um, Hunter Dickinson, 
Uh, Trevian Williams from Purdue. <laughs> this guy, just who's a, dribbling the ball here? My last pick, okay, Andre Curbelo. All right. So is that a tough choice getting him on that first five or not? I mean, in a way, but I think you know he maybe you know got that last spot over a guy like Trace Jackson Davis, where I would just had five bigs and just said, you know, screw it. Um, Jaden Ivy, there's a lot you know expected Mm -hmm. of him. I think you know Andre Curbelo was better as a freshman than Jaden Ivy was. And if you think about it, like, Curbelo was the Big Ten Sixth Man of the Year last year. He played really well coming off the bench. Now he's going to start for Illinois, one assumes. Brett Underwood was cagey about that, saying you know he couldn't really tell us who was in his starting lineup, which I'm sure Andre, Kofi, and Trent Frazier were a little surprised by that news. But you know, Curbelo had a really good freshman season. He got better as the year progressed. Played really well when Ayo Desumu went out. And it's like, okay, I mean, at some point he's just one of the top five players in the Big Ten, and I embrace that and put him on my list. Just five players you uh, you turn in? You don't do yeah, a second just, team? No, just five. Okay. All right. And we also vote for a preseason player of the year and a preseason freshman of the year. Well, let's hear it. A preseason player of the year, Kofi Coburn. Okay. Preseason freshman of the year. It's a little tougher because there's not – one guy that like totally just jumps out at you and says like this is the one that's going to win it and you know based off of last year kind of how it shook out i don't think any of us were right you know in the preseason very few of us i picked adam miller he started all 31 games for illinois but was the second best freshman on the team so i i went with a freshman that i think is going to play quite a bit at least that's the impression i get from some of the what i've read and went with um Max Christie, Michigan State, so our reigning News Gazette All-State Player of the Year. I just think he's probably going to play quite a bit for the Spartans. Spartans, he was supposed to be playing with Damani Bates uh, initially, who wound up in Memphis. Yeah, weird recruitment for Damani Bates. Because like when he committed to Michigan State, Michigan State was literally the only team that was recruiting him because the expectation was this guy's never going to play college basketball. And then you know NIL became a reality, and Damani Bates wound up at Memphis. And how that happened, you know, we'll, we may or may not find out, but I think there was a promise there on the NIL front. All right, Mary Henson, uh, the Grand Marshal of Saturday's homecoming parade, if you want to check that out, 11 a.m., they'll be tooling down, what is that, Gregory, I think, mostly. Right, Ed Bond, you're, you're, Mr., you're Mr. Parade. Because right. I don't know. Dion Thomas is going to be saddled up next to her. That's quite a pairing. I feel for Dion's ears because she has told me she will talk to him for 60 straight minutes. The entirety of the program. Hasn't had a chance to really talk to anybody because everybody's been cooped up, right? Yeah. So good for them. Uh, what's the next, after the parade, of course, Scott Ritchie, what's the next big date for Illinois basketball? I mean, the first exhibition game is in... Now, just less than three weeks, October 23rd, at home against St. Francis, uh, the Illinois version uh, of St. Francis. And, you know, that would be the first opportunity for Illinois fans to see a live game. Might not count, but, you know, the last time that they were in State Farm Center was March 8th, 2020, for that Iowa game, which was pretty awesome. So... 
it's kind of a, it's going to be a big deal. I mean, it's an exhibition against St. Francis, but like I would not be surprised if it was a sellout. I don't want to put any pressure on you, but our Ethan Simmons, recent Illinois grad, uh, rookie reporter, doing bang up job. He might be after your 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 job. There's some right. days I'd let him have it. <laughs> Sunday's News Gazette. He kind of told of the uh, the business impact that Illinois basketball has uh, on A1, which was several pages ahead of where your first story appeared, Scott Ritchie. I mean, I, I don't know how to take that. I don't have any say in how it happens in sports. I mean, I think yeah, sports probably should be the A section, but no one asked me. Anyway, uh, several businesses, of course, uh, fired up that, uh, you know, especially the bars, because hopefully, maybe, you'll be able to go and tip back a couple this year while Illinois is playing. Maybe, right? You know, fingers crossed and all that. He's also, Ethan, is also in Decatur today uh, for an NIL announcement that should uh, be kind of eye-opening. A bunch of Illinois athletes apparently are hooking up with a group in Decatur. We'll have that in Tuesday's News Gazette. That story, too, will be read before any of yours, Scott Ritchie. What about the people that automatically flip to the sports section? Again. My kind of people. So I think they might they might read what I write first. But Ethan, yeah, Ethan's done a great job. Okay. Andre Corbella, I'm told, will be at the Boys and Girls Club, Don Moyer, on Friday, shooting hoops with the kids. Yeah, um, that's a, a and also a meet and greet opportunity if you okay. if fans want to attend. Uh, I think it's like a hundred dollars per ticket. Um, that might be wrong. That seems like a lot, but um, I was told that you know, Andre was offered uh, an appearance fee to show up, and that he declined and said, "Just give it to the Boys and Girls Club." That's great. But I guess he had worked with. The Boys and Girls Club, you know, when he was in New York in high school, so had a connection, you know, with them. So good to see him out and about doing it in this community too. Yep, Boys and Girls Club, good stuff. Uh, having been there a lot of times, those kids get fired up when they see a big time athlete come by uh, and visit with them. Yeah, and I mean, Kofi Coburn might be the the best player on the Illinois roster. Andre Corbello might be the most important, and he might be, just because he's the point guard, he's going to have the ball in his hands all the time, kind of the face of the program now that I would assume was gone. All right, uh, I told you Illinois volleyball. Coach is coming in right now. Uh, beat number four, Purdue. Get the Boilermakers Wednesday night. Kind of got taken to the woodshed by Wisconsin. It was really, 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 really tall and good. I mean, Wisconsin's done that to a lot of teams. Yeah. So Anyway, showing a little spunk. Volleyball is. Yeah, um, it was a really good win at Purdue. Yeah, take that, and Boilers. When did the Boilers get good at volleyball? Have they been good? Have they, I missed that? I mean, since I first came to Champaign, they've been pretty good at okay. volleyball. I kind of, kind of didn't know that. Yeah, although I mean, it's only in the last couple of years where they've like jumped into like top ten. Okay, type quality. Um, yeah. yeah, the fun scheduling quirk is you know Illinois played at Purdue and home against Wisconsin last week, and this week we'll play at home against Purdue and at Wisconsin to end oh. the week. So, all right, Jan. Janet Rayfield won her 100th match, one of my favorite coaches on campus. Congratulations to her. Football has Wisconsin, and I'm not a betting guy, but I would bet my savings account that Illinois covers the eight-point spread on Saturday. I mean, given the fact that Wisconsin is horrible. Just has a 
passing familiarity with offense these days. Um, their quarterback, who's maybe not good, is also hurt. And their backup is, I mean, I, I know who it is, but I don't know anything about him as a quarterback. Yep. Uh, yeah, okay. Covering eight points might not. Ed, can you go wager a little, not using my name? It's a short drive to Indiana. That's all I have to say, because that's where you have to go. That'll be a fun homecoming game regardless, 2.30 start. Looking forward to that. I mean, the last time it was homecoming with Wisconsin mm-hmm. in Champaign, you know, James McCourt kicked a game-winning field goal, then was mobbed by his teammates and blacked out at the bottom of the pile because he couldn't breathe. Fun times. Our Lauren Tate reminds us often that Wisconsin is under 500 since that that moment. Yeah, one of their wins, though, was last year against Illinois where Graham Mertz, who may or may not be good, threw for five touchdowns. So if he's healthy, maybe he has pleasant memories of the Illinois defense and gets on track. But I think they're still looking for some of his ribs after that hit, though, on Saturday, so I can't see him playing. I'd be surprised. Yeah. Anyway, that'll be a fun time. Hopefully a good festive atmosphere. It's a 2.30 on a October Saturday. Nothing beats that. I know you're going to complain by the time of it, but I mean, it's not feel, my the favorite darkness. time. Yeah, but it's, it's also great. not my least favorite. But yeah. it's also, I mean, for college football, the the after the early afternoon kick is you know the best for the mm-hmm. fans because you can put in some real time tailgating, go to the game, and then still have your Saturday night. So I get it. All right, that was my uh, my dip into other sports. Let's finish strong though with basketball Uh, i know you're pretty sensitive about providing data when there are no games so i can't i won't dare ask you okay because again they're just i've run out of things to to tell you data wise we're getting closer though can you talk recruiting with me at least then yeah it was your second favorite thing yeah far like far far second uh interesting recruiting weekend this past weekend for illinois had some unofficial visitors on campus in like future classes and not you know 2022 guys at all but all from the state of illinois um richard barron who plays at saint ignatius is a 2023 recruit doesn't have an offer yet but clearly there's some mutual interest because illinois did host him for an unofficial visit but the uh the notable ones were three saint rita teammates you know james brown who's the best player in the class of 2024 in the state, Marez um, Johnson and Jaden Reyna. So those three all have Illinois offers. And then the fifth prospect is also 2024, uh, Nojus Indrusitis from Lamont. Uh, interesting kind of 6'5 guard. Had a really good freshman year with Lamont, and I think much is anticipated from him moving forward. So just uh, laying some groundwork on the recruiting front and, Illinois is one of the first, high, I think maybe the first high major program to offer James Brown. Um, same with Morez Johnson. And like they've blown up over you know, so the spring, summer, and fall. They've got a slew of high major offers, but Illinois is their first. And it's on the maybe not so good news. A um, couple guys committed elsewhere uh, on Friday in the class of 2022. Otega Owe, uh, the 6'5 wing out of New Jersey, committed to Oklahoma. Then Crease Desendoko, the 7-foot center out of North Carolina via France, committed to Providence. So still looking on that class of 2022 front to 
see who might join Sincere Harris and Jaden Epps. All right, you got a really good season ahead. Maybe uh, it's uh, better to wait. Maybe catch up a, a five star who's looking for a program that's uh, turning heads. Yeah, and there's a lot of prospects that don't make a decision to, until the spring anymore. Um, a lot of a lot of that has to do with like seeing who's going to leave for the NBA, seeing who's transferring, and what that might open up roster wise. So, yeah, there's certainly you know, ground to be gained in the spring. And if you think about it with Brad Underwood, signing two players in November, which they could do with Sincere Harris and Jaden Epps, I am fairly certain that has not happened yet for Brad Underwood. Because, you know, last year, like the class of 2020, Andre Cabello signed, but Adam Miller did committed but didn't sign until the spring. This last class, 2021, Luke Goody signed in the fall, and then they added R.J. Melendez and Brandon Pajemski afterwards. So it's just kind of the way it works now. All right, Scott Ritchie, in all seriousness, uh, there's no one doing as thorough of a job as you on the beat. It's incredible uh, the amount of coverage you're giving to college basketball, and for us college basketball fans, we appreciate it. How about that? Yeah, and... If you missed it, uh, the weekend extra had the top 100 players. Okay. Again, we'll have top 100 games this week. But in the regular Sunday section, there was a full page of Illinois basketball coverage, and that's the beginning of what will be uh, however many weeks it is between now and maybe April. Love it. Theme. Love it. Check it out yourself. Uh, since you're doing such a good job, I'll let you. Are the Cardinals going to win uh, Wednesday night? You're a Cardinal guy. I mean, I'd like them to win. Is, I mean, is Max Scherzer going to pitch for the Dodgers? I think so. Is it the Dodgers? I just yeah, is so. <laughs> is it the Giants? I don't know. <laughs> I just know the Cardinals are in. Oh, that's good. He's focused on basketball, as it should be. Looking forward to your coverage from Big Ten Media Day, which is Thursday. Yeah, early morning in Indianapolis. So I get okay. a chance to talk with Brad Underwood again. And then Kofi Coburn, Andre Curbelo will be the player representatives for All Illinois. Right. Good stuff. And then uh, all those ballots are going to be coming out. Pick up your News Gazette to read all about it. Scott Ritchie, go take a nap. We'll see you next Monday.